Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. How can two walk together lest they be agreed? And when that's why you need a covenant to stay in the church or to stay married, because covenant is the only thing to keep some things together till it levels off. Because what God is the master at making people jealous. He made the Jews jealous by going to the Gentiles. When your mate grows, something will happen in your mate that they'll want what you have, even though they're hollering at you all the time. It's because they're upset and jealous because you've threatened their life, what they believe. But they can see it's working. And they start looking and, and you start having a nature change. And they know that isn't you no more. And they're thinking... Then they start telling you what you used to be to make sure you try to make you come back so they feel better. My God, I'm in something today. They say bad things to you to make you go back to what you were so they feel good. They're not happy about your advancement. That's when you learn to make decisions to please God and not men. And I will tell you this morning, you need those experiences to become a follower. Because the, the, the fear of man is a snare. As long as you have the fear of their rejection and disapproval, you can't get there. It's not until you trust him that you get to go. So Nicodemus is brave enough to ask questions. He, he, Jesus is saying, you can't see it, Nicodemus, but at least you're brave enough to ask. Don't ever feel bad about failures. You know, Peter failed, fell in the water there, slipped, started slipping down in the water. But I, always, I can't help it. I got to say, at least he got out of the boat and gave it a swing. He gave it a try. Are you giving your faith a try and then adjusting? I, I'm big on, I, I don't think you should shipwreck your life, but I think you've got to try some stuff that you think God wants you to do so you learn how to do it. Do it under tutelage, do it under covering, make sure you're, you don't get too far out there so you don't shipwreck your life. So he was brave enough to ask, answer the question, ask the question, and then in verse 9 he says, how can these things be? He asked another question. He had just enough information to ask another question. Was, like I said earlier, was any of you afraid to ask God questions when you were before you got saved? I can say it because it was too big for me. I got a headache. Once I started to see how big He was, I thought, "My God, I'm I, I'm afraid to talk to Him." You know, the Israelites did that. They said, "You talk to Him, Moses. Let's go to the mountain, talk to Him. We'll stay down here. You tell us what He said, <laughs> because when you get a glimpse of who He is, something changes in you." You, you view life different. Most people don't adjust on that. They just don't look at God for who He is so they don't have to change. The more you get to know God, 
the more you're on a changing plan, you are on a schedule to, to learn and become somebody else. So Jesus explains the gospel real black and white, you know, in verses 10 through 18. But we're going to go down to verse 19. He explained to him, you know, as Moses lifted, I'll say it, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Those of you who are Bible readers know when Israel fell into sin, God told Moses, wrap a serpent around a pole. It's the same insignia that's in the medical field to this day. That's where it came from. And he said, you hold it up and the people will be, those the people that look at it will be healed. When he was talking to Nicodemus, Nicodemus knew that scripture. When Jesus quoted him this, he understood. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Obviously, Jesus was lifted up and nailed to a cross in a similar shadow, a fulfillment of a shadow that was in the Old Testament. And when you look at him on the cross and you accept him, you live just like the Israelites did. Now, God's next statement, Jesus' next statement, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it, but through him might be saved. So when the devil tells you that God, why would a loving God send you to hell, you tell him to quit lying. Don't you ever quote that if you can help it because that is the most miscalibrated statement you could make is to say, well, God loves everybody. How can he send them to hell? As if he sent them. God took his spiritual son, gave him a body permanently. He still, when you get to heaven, the hands will have holes in them and so will his feet and his side will show the piercing. Jesus completely altered his state, came down here and got a body for to be punished so you would not have to be punished. Now, does that sound like somebody's trying to send you to hell? Absolutely not. He's trying to keep you from going so much that he, instead of punishing you, he punished his own son so he wouldn't have to punish you. So God never sent anybody to hell, ever. Remember, I always say this, you don't go to hell for sinning. You go to hell for rejecting Jesus. Now, I didn't say that's not a license to go sin. You know that. But you do not go to hell for sinning. You can repent of that and get out. You go to hell for rejecting that the only begotten Son of God came down to the earth, got a body, and died so you wouldn't have to. That's how you go to hell. I always compare it to a snake bite. You reject the antidote. You get bit by a snake bite, and you say, bless God, I ain't taking that antidote. Well, you're not going to be around long. Because that venom is going to kill you. We've all been bit by the serpent because Adam was bit by the serpent, you could say. And we had that in our veins. And we needed the antidote. And the antidote is Jesus. Now, the thing about being born again is when you get born again, you have a nature change instead of the disciplines of I'm not gonna. If you are really born again, Something inside you starts to tell you, I just don't want to do that no more. I don't want, I mean, when you get born again, your friends will be all, your old friends will be trying to get you to go do stuff, and you'll go out with them and think, this is miserable. <laughs> what am I doing out here? You start to put it together that you're somebody else. And if you start nurturing the new guy, he starts telling the old guy what to do. 
This is very, I'm telling you how to have a life of uh, a nature change rather than I'm not gonna. Now you might think it's crazy, but that I'm, that I'm not gonna, it spills over into your Christianity. And if you don't work it out, you're still trying to get God's approval when you already got it. And you become one of them performing Christians which looks like a hypocrite in reality because they're performing and every time you see them under pressure, they're somebody else. The person that's had a nature change is the same regardless because their nature is different. I'm so big on the new nature rather than performance. I think the Lord blessed me with that. Don't laugh, but I, I don't believe I've ever been able to make hardly anybody happy, so I had to give up on that one. <laughs> I mean, you just couldn't get it done. No matter what you did, they seemed like they never liked what you did or liked your work or something, you know? And so the Lord set me free from that. And I would rather have a nature change than try to make somebody happy any day. I'd like to become the kind of person that God wants me to be than rather try to act like one. Because acting makes you tired. Actors don't act all the time, they get tired. They have to get off the set and go to bed. It's a performance. You can't perform all the time. So, verse 19, it says, and this is condemnation. This is how you get condemned. Because Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn the world, I came to save the world. So Jesus is not condemnation. If you think God's condemning you, you have an error in your theology. And you have to get it adjusted. That is not true. Jesus said, he did not come to the, verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. But he, in the, that the world through him might be saved. Jesus didn't come to condemn you of your sin. He came to save your life. Now this is condemnation. Now that we know what it's not, we're going to read what it is. It's, Jesus is not condemnation. When you feel that guilt and all that weird stuff that makes you act crazy, that ain't Jesus. Jesus told the woman, well, go thy way and sin no more. He said, your sins be forgiven you. Take up your bed and walk. He didn't do anything to condemn anybody, but he sure ground on them religious people. He ground on the legalists, not the sinners. The people who thought, well, they shouldn't be doing that, and this one should be doing that. I know what that one should be doing over there. The ones that know everything, that's the one Jesus is ground on. But to people who were sinning, he dealt with them and he got them out of their sin. They just had to be honest. We're in a season where it's gonna have to get honest. If this nation's gonna get out, it's gotta get honest. And it has to start with the, with the people. It has to start with the church. Now, verse 19, and this is the condemnation. That light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither do they come to the light lest their deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light to see if his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. When you don't want the light, you hate it. You're going to criticize it. I don't want to hear them preach. Do you remember all that stuff you used to say before you got saved? Or am I the only one who did that stuff? They convicted you. You had a decision to make. When you were confronted with truth, you have a decision to make. 
You know that'll never change your whole Christian life. You will always, always, always have to repent and adjust. It never goes away. The higher up you go, the less sin you're allowed to have. The less, the less of the old man you're allowed to have. It's a journey. So Jesus explains it, and he says that if you love the truth, you're going to bring your deeds to the light, whether they see they are wrought in God. That's conviction. Conviction after conviction, you're going to have a conversion or a rejection. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.